Welcome to Divorce Right, HR solutions for divorce in the workplace. I'm your host, Vicki Townsend, and welcome to the show for HR directors, managers, and department heads looking for solutions for their divorcing employees. Divorce is the second highest life stressor coming in just slightly behind death of a loved one. From presenteeism to absences and everything in between, divorcing employees cost our country billions of dollars each year in lost productivity. In this show, you'll learn how you can help your employees through this very challenging life event. So join us every Monday where we dive into the state-of-the-art techniques, tips, and real-world solutions for divorcing employees in the workplace. You'll meet thought leaders from the divorce and the human resources industries from across the country. You'll hear from industry giants in the fields of mental health, legal matters, finance, issues with children, and so much more to help you help your employee through this incredibly challenging life event. So put it on your calendar and learn how you can make this process a better one for your team. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on this podcast, Divorce Right, HR Solutions for Divorce in the Workplace. And today is a really important conversation to be had because the military and veterans experience divorce in a very different way. And so I wanted to bring on an expert and I'm bringing uh, today's conversation is going to include a wonderful woman by the name of Jolisa Webb. She is your divorce coach confidant. As a retired lieutenant colonel in the United States Air Force, executive in the federal government and divorce mom, Jolisa Webb has decades of leadership experience in human resources management, strategic communications, diversity and inclusion, protocol, and more. Jolisa is the owner of Beauty in the Midst, LLC, a woman and veteran-owned small business company. Beauty in the Midst DBA Divorce Coach Confidant is rooted in healing presence and holistic action and outcome-focused philosophies. As a divorce coach confidant, Jalisa specializes in working with women in leadership or senior executive roles, and especially with female veterans. She relates to their struggles to maintain the image of themselves they worked so hard to cultivate because she knows that divorce can negatively impact a woman's sense of self-worth. Whether they are contemplating divorce in the midst of the legal process or struggling to move on after the ink is dried, Jalisa guides clients through reframing the experience as an opportunity for growth. No matter the struggle, no matter the pain, on the other side of heartache, something beautiful remains, she says. I help my clients turn their attention from the story of divorce to the business of divorce. Welcome, Jalisa. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, darn, darn it, Vicki, you made me sound so good. Thank you. <laughs> well, you are that. You're that in a bag of... Thank you. You're- you're that in a bag of chips, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, know, you so much for that beautiful I, introduction and the opportunity to be on your show. I am so excited. You know, well, I'm so glad you're here because you know, I, people don't really think about this. So, are divorce rates higher for military members than for civilians? Um, it depends on uh, what you read, but statistically, most of the research seems to support that they are slightly higher. I think the national average for um, civilian divorces is like 2.9, and the military is something like uh, 3.0, 3.1. Um, however, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and lead into the next question, I, I think another <laughs> is um, the divorce rate, rate for women in the military is higher. It's higher than the rate for men, which means it's higher than the rate for the civilian cohort. And that that is where something interesting starts to happen. 
Tell us about that. What what are some of the differences between military that you know in the military divorce? Yeah. Some of the main differences center around the laws that are involved. You know, when you get a divorce in the military, you know, not only do you deal with the state and uh, the state laws and, and federal statutes, but there are also special things, special laws governing military, like the Uniform Code of Military Justice, um, in which certain things that are not um, particularly criminal in a civilian set in a civilian in the civilian population are criminal in the military, for example, adultery. You know, adultery adultery is something that is punishable by the U Uniform Code of Military Justice if it's proven. And if you get a conviction for um, in the Uniform Code of Military Justice, that is a felony conviction. Really? So adultery is very serious. Yes, it's, it's very serious. And part of what you this goes to is, is this concept of... Um, maintaining good order and discipline in the military. And so the last thing, you know, and, and whether or not um, it goes to people's morals and their values and whether or not uh, their integrity and integrity is very big, you know, when you're, uh, it, when you think about it in terms of national security, when you think about it in terms of security clearances, when you think about how it could compromise somebody's ability. Um, if somebody were to get in a situation where someone was trying to blackmail them potentially, and what kind, depending on what kind of access they had, you know, what might they be willing to trade for that? So, so uh, adultery is one of those that, you know, in the civilian world, nobody's going to go to jail for committing adultery. In the military, they, they could possibly go to jail, get a felony conviction. So that's one of the real um, differences um, with the law. The other thing, um, the other laws that are particularly um, important are the Service Members uh, Civil Relief Act, which um, sometimes because of deployments or because of other things, you know, a person may file for divorce. But um, if if um, the, the individual, the service member is not able to get back because of their work or something, the law, the law uh, allows for a 90 day uh, uh to put that on hold, the proceedings on hold for 90 days. And there could be a possibility of that being extended, just depending on the circumstances. But um, that's intended to protect military members, not only from um, a divorce, which is considered a lawsuit, but from other suits like suits with landlords and other people. So that's part of uh, why that law exists. And then you have the Uniform Services Former Spouses Protection Act. Um, and that's where we start to look at, you know, um, the property and the benefits that were jointly earned during the marriage, you know, um, the thrift savings account, you know, the retirement pension, you know, access to uh, medical commissary privileges, basis, all of these things that were earned during marriage and while the spouses, you know, while uh, one of the individuals was serving in military service. So, so it's a lot to dissect and also depending on uh, sometimes military members um, may be stationed or assigned in one location, but they may, may, may maintain their, their state of residency in another state. Mm. So then it's like, okay, where do we get this divorce? Or if, if that's the case, the service members assigned here, but their state of residence is Florida, because some people do that for tax purposes or Texas or someplace that won't tax it. But the, the person that they're married to um, during the separation has never lived with them for whatever reason. And so they live in another state. 
now you start to see how this can turn into a really, and if there are kids involved, and depending on how long they've been married, you know, what their entitlements are. So, so it, it, it's a, it can be a really big deal. It can be a really complex thing. And um, Vicki, if you don't mind, I do want to just touch back to um, why we think women's rates are higher than men's. Because this is really that's something I'd, I I would love to know and understand. So so one and, and um, <clears throat> when I was doing research around this around this um, you know in general it's not something we can we can um, say one hundred percent but there there are speculations that it's because the military a lot of times the benefits and even with the Department of Veterans Affairs though they're trying to do better. Um, the benefits and, and the way those organizations and structures are, are set up, they're set ups for the military member to be the man and the and the spouse to be not, you know, a non-working. So the female, the military member is male, not female. So most of the services and benefits and just the whole hierarchy of how things operate is from that context, right? That makes sense. That's one thing. Number two, um, there's speculation that the military um, tends to attract more traditional men, men who are macho, bravo, you know, right, and less traditional women. So women who are less interested in being homemakers who don't mind, you know, being in a more dominant, more aggressive um, positions and positions of command and authority and that kind of thing. So you have uh, that concept that's at play and you know where does that line get drawn at, at you know when i'm at work i'm commander so and so and when i come home if i don't know how to take that off it can be problematic you know and then you know in those instances where um where um where the military woman the military member is the female and the spouse is a civilian does he want to follow her around you know, does he want to continue to be uprooted and and followed around and 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 you know be the dependent and those kind of things? You know, can he can he carry that? Can he wear that without feeling emasculated? You know, and in my situation, um, when I was married, I was actually married to another military member, mm-hmm. and so then it becomes whose career is going to take precedence? Who's you know <laughs> who's, who's yeah who, who who's gonna Who's who's going to make the sacrifices, you know, once we get to that, if we ever get to that point um, where somebody has to make a choice, you know, and so if, if neither person is unwilling, um, then, you know, that can become an issue. So, again, there are so many things um, to be considered or, or so many reasons why um, we we speculate that, you know, women may have women who are military members may have higher di- divorce rates than um than men who are military members and also than women who are not military members. Interesting. It sounds to me like our military needs to maybe step out of the 50s and 60s. What do you think? Yes. And and to be honest with you, I think they're going <clears> to <throat> be forced because in addition to being the military, my other job, my day job is uh, uh, I work at the Department of Veterans Affairs in the Office of Diversity, um, Equity and Inclusion. And uh, the fastest growing demographic of veterans is females. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so now we're going to be forced kind of to look at some of these things and, you know, address this paradigm shift. And so I think it's coming sooner than later, just because of, um, 
you know, you look at some of the graduates from West Point and the Naval Academy uh, not too long ago, and we had some of the highest classes, uh, highest number of females graduating from those classes um, since the inception of those schools. So yes, uh, it, it's, it's changing a lot. Wow, so interesting. So, you know, I know that, you know, we are talking to HR people very, you know, like, like you. Um, what advice could you give to an HR manager that may have um, someone in the military or a veteran that they're dealing with that is contemplating divorce? What advice would you give? Well, one of the things I would say is, you know, uh, encourage them if they don't already know this, to make sure that uh, they check in with the legal, the JAG, the Judge Advocate General on the installation. Um, whether you are the military member yourself or the spouse, you're still entitled to some legal advice from that office. They don't actually handle divorces, but they may have some, um, be able to tell you, um, give you some general ideas about certain entitlements. And they also may, may be able to, um, refer you to uh, a lawyer in the community who specializes in um, dealing with uh, mil uh, military members who are divorcing. And that is very key. I think, you know, as we were just talking and I was telling you about all those laws and uh, uh, that, that impact and all those different scenarios, you really want to make sure that your attorney is well-versed in, in, um, in, uh, understanding military law and the military requirements and all those things. Um, and even before that, I, I would also, I would actually tell them before they talk to the lawyer to get a divorce coach. And why, why would I say that? Because divorce is, can you imagine how many emotions are involved in this? It's crazy. I know. Can you I, imagine? I, I mean, the frustration, the, the organization that's required. Yeah. Absolutely. Your lawyer, don't want to pay your lawyer to deal with that stuff. You right. just, yeah, just, yeah. You're able, what I love about you as a divorce coach and your expertise with the military is that, you know, you can walk either, either the military member or the veteran or their spouse through this, this process. I mean, you've, you've talked about things here today that quite frankly, I was unfamiliar with. And, you know, well, it, I know that you have, you know, a plethora of legal experts that you can call upon that actually understands this stuff, because I can't imagine that the traditional family law attorney um, has a really deep understanding of all of those nuances. Right, right. Yeah. And it's, yeah, especially when it gets, you know, like I said, when you're talking benefits, when you think about somebody that's been with this person for 20 years or more. And, you know, they, there are laws that talk about how long you stay married before you're entitled to certain benefits and what does that look like and property that's accumulated and all kinds of things. And then because of the fact that certain things can be criminal in the military that are not criminal and civilian, you know, you want to be careful about how much of that, the, the ugliness of your marriage you put out there because, you know, this is one of those times when you don't want to cut off your nose to spite your face. If you get that military member in, in trouble, you know, um, any of those benefits might, you know, if their benefits are affected, then that might spiral down to what, what you get in terms of alimony or child support or any of that thing. So, so you really want to have someone um, 
to be your thinking partner, someone that you can talk with to help you through some of the emotional stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so that when you show up with that attorney, you're more credible. You and you and your attorney are more able to focus on um, the legal aspects or you and your financial plan are more able to focus on the finances. And, and you're you're focused on the business when you meet with those experts, um, as opposed to walking in and just you know, dumping on them, dumping the whole thing on them and, and spending a boatload of money for it. So exactly right. That's the that's the one thing that I I agree with you that like that that we bring to the table, which is keeping those keeping those people's jobs as their only job and not as that of a family therapist, right? That that's the that's such a huge cost in all of this where it doesn't need to be, and I agree. So let me ask you, so as we wrap this up today, um, you know, one of the things that we always do on this podcast is we ask our experts for HR tips, things that they can take back to their team and mm -hmm. implement and quickly. So what are, what are three of your top tips for HR managers? Okay, so first of all, you know, <laughs> I do this with my HR professional, my peers that I work with, remember that H in HR, remember to be human, you know, have compassion. Um, HR can be very technical. A lot of people don't know that. And it can be, well, this is the rule and there you have it. Um, but this is a time for, for exceptional compassion um, because you never know what that person is going through. And in a military, in the military, if one, one or more of your person's people are in the military or even veterans, um, it's, 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 there's a lot of, there are a lot of nuances that are different. So, um, have some compassion, you know, um, listen to what they're saying, make some space for them, um, and just be cognizant, you know, go out and do a little bit of research. It doesn't, you don't have to do much to find it just so you'll, you'll, you can validate some of the things that they're telling you and be a, a, a soft space for them there. Um, the other thing I would say is um, even though you're trying to be sensitive and compassionate, you still want to make sure that that employee knows that, that they're accountable for getting their work done. You know, because after all, this is still a place of business, right? We're still trying. We still have customers that we have to satisfy. And so there has to be a, a delicate balance. So as much as you support them, you know, you want to you also want to remind them of their responsibilities and, you know, uh, create a space so that if there are times or you guys need to have discussions around workaround or flexibilities or things like that to go to lawyers appointments because childcare failed through, you know, whatever, um, um, make, make, make it so that they, they are approachable and that, that, that you make yourself approachable to have those conversations, check in on them, you know, because this is still a member of your team, right? And the thing about that is everybody else is watching how you treat this person when they're in such a vulnerable state. So you want to, you want to be sensitive to that. Um, make sure that the employee has tapped in with uh, the employee assistance program, um, which I hope will have certified divorce coaches assigned because this is something, you know, um, divorce coaching is, is special. It's not like regular life coaching. It is, it is niche life coaching because divorce, uh, um, is the second thing next to death, I think, in terms of traumatic experiences that any of us will deal with. And so it's very important to have the right coaches um, um, at, in, in your, you know, 
to be able to deal with this. And it might be helpful for you to talk with the, as the, uh, the HR person to talk with the employee assistance per, uh, person as well, just so you can get more educated and more comfortable and be, um, be another, you know, be more supportive of what's going on. And finally, you know, make sure you do what's necessary to protect the organizations from lawsuits. There are a lot of states that have marital and fam uh, familial discrimination laws where you can't discriminate on people based on their marital status, whether or not they are single parent, you know, uh, any of that stuff is, is uh, it, it's not under Title V of federal, but some states have these laws. So as your employees' um, status changes, you know, you want to make sure that you're, you're not doing things that could put, uh, give the appearance that, you know, now because this person is a single parent, um, you know, you're treating them differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think those are great. You know, the, the, the challenge with, um, uh, you know, the, the military divorce is, is not, you know, from an HR perspective, it's just kind of not understanding. So this was a great topic to give them an understanding of something that, I mean, I was in, I'm in the industry and I did not know these things existed. So I can't imagine that an HR person has a, a working knowledge of this kind of issue. So it's really important. And so, you know, I want to end today, um, Jalisa, with, you know, if you could give your contact information so that those that are uh, interested in getting in touch with you can do that, whether that's an HR person or whether that's uh, one of their employees that that is either married to or a veteran. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much. Um, my website is www.divorcecoachconfidant.com. You can contact me there or you can email me at Jolisa, uh, Jolisa Webb at divorcecoachconfidant.com. Dot com. Awesome. And we will have that information. And you can also find me on LinkedIn at Jalisa. Uh, you, you might find me at, at Jalisa Dudley on LinkedIn, or you might find me at Divorce Coach Confidant. But um, and I'm in the process of combining those accounts. So uh, those are, I, I would look forward to hearing from you. I, I so much appreciate this opportunity to be on this, um, on your show today, Vicki, to talk about this. Um, divorce is one of those subjects Personally, I think um, I think we we divorce is something we kind of tolerate in our society. We made peace with the fact that it kind of happens, but we're still not at a place where we have conversations about it that we need to. And as a result, people often feel shame, they feel blamed, they feel alone um, in this in this experience that is second only to death, the death of a loved one, in terms of the trauma, the toll you know, the emotion that, that it, it, it tends to evoke. And so we have to do better. We have yes, to do better. Absolutely. The, the amount of cortisol that is, um, that is created that causes so much other destruction, bad behaviors for sure, but also it impacts our physical health and so if we can help reduce that in any way by having these discussions, I think that that's really valuable. Jalisa, thank you so much for being here today. And we look forward to having more conversations with divorce experts for those HR uh, specialists that need some support in dealing with, um, you know, up to 10% of their uh, 
their business, their, their employees will go through a divorce this year. So we look forward to being the, that opportunity, having that opportunity to support you and your business. Julissa, thank you so much. And um, we look forward to having you being a part of our team here at Divorce Right. Thanks so much. Thank Bye, you. everybody. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on Divorce Right, HR Solutions for Divorce in the Workplace. If you know someone who would benefit from something you've learned today, please share this with them. And if you found value, please leave us a review.